Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. Ladies and gentlemen, for the people at home, there are people in this room. If you don't care and we don't care, please make some noise because it's time to break some shit tonight. All right. That's enough. That's enough. Limp Biscuit, one of the most successful groups from the year 1998 to 2002. How do I know Limp Biscuit was successful? Did they cause a riot at Woodstock 99? Nope, that didn't happen. There was a riot. Was it Limp Biscuit's fault? Nope, that's not how security works. If security worked, Fred Durst would not be an issue today. Fred Durst would not have a renaissance. But because the promoters of Woodstock 99 decided to not do their jobs, Limp Biscuit played the exact same time as they did at Woodstock 99 at Lollapalooza 2021, everybody. Give it up for the LIMP. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, Wes Borland, the guitarist in that band, doesn't like his own band. Why is he still in that band? Because money works, everybody. Money works. Now, Woodstock 99 was a thing that happened. I wasn't there because I was a small baby. And I'm assuming lots of you were small babies in here. And I'm assuming no one went to Woodstock 99. But I'm assuming some of you saw the HBO documentary about Woodstock 99 because people don't. Domingo is on the show tonight. And Domingo is a wonderful person and is holding a table that I am standing on. Domingo does not understand I'm an expert with tables, ladders, and chairs, which is a reference to wrestling, which gets us back to Woodstock 99. Woodstock 99 did happen. For better or worse, it did happen. What was the most important part of Woodstock 99? Was it Korn headlining night one? No. Was it Metallica headlining one of the nights? No, because they also headlined one of the nights in Woodstock 94, and that's never mentioned in the documentary. Was it Limp Biscuit playing and requesting that the crowd break shit and throw stuff at him? No, uh, even though that exact same thing happened in Woodstock 94 with Green Day, no one ever mentions that. Was it Red Hot Chili Peppers who headlined? No, because they also headlined in 94 and no one ever fucking mentions that. The thing that will always stick with me about Woodstock 99 is that a legendary guitarist who was going to maybe play Woodstock 69 wasn't allowed to. Robbie Krieger from The Doors almost played Woodstock 1, but that didn't happen because cocaine works in 1969 and all future decades. But he did sit in with Creed. That is not the important part. The most important part of that is what he was wearing. Does anybody know what Robbie Krieger was wearing at his performance in Woodstock 99? One person does. Do you know what he was wearing? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But what was he wearing? He was wearing the shirt of a professional wrestler. Do you, does anybody know the name of the professional wrestler? that he wore the shirt of. He wore the shirt of The Undertaker. Now, The Undertaker had a theme song during Limp Biscuit's heyday. Does anybody know what that theme song was? Rollin'! Ladies and gentlemen, Undertaker is the reason why Woodstock 99 went up in flames. It's literally part of his biography. His brother Kane, who is currently the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, the only mayor that voted against the mask mandate in 2020, not now, he burned down his family's house. That's all, The Undertaker was taking revenge. Does that, is everyone on the same page with me? Does, does everyone understand history now? You guys think you know about Howard Zinn? Get that shit out of here. This is the real history of the United States of America. They don't want you to know. For the people listening at home, I am wearing a mask because I'm not a fucking idiot. And also, here's the thing about the fucking idiot part of this. The most important book in my life that I read in 2020 was about every single pandemic ever. And it was published in 2017, so clearly the most recent one wasn't in there. But the thing that got everyone through every pandemic from start to hopefully not finish was compassion. 
And I'm really trying to find that compassion right now because before this pandemic, I didn't have a kid, so it was really easy for me to say, you do whatever you want to do. But I have a two-year-old now, and it's very hard for me to be compassionate when he might die because you like guns. You know what I mean? That's tough to wrap your mind around. And that's all I could say is, if you're listening to the show, thank you for listening to the show. If you won't get vaccinated, I think I understand. But just know this, The Undertaker is still around, and he will burn your shit down. So even though The Undertaker and I don't align politically because he's a horrible human being, Mark Calloway, bad dude, The Undertaker and I, we're fucking rolling. And if you guys don't know this tonight, it is Dario's birthday, so we're going to do as many birthday things as possible for Dario. Dario, happy birthday. It's time for Dario to keep rolling, rolling, rolling into his next year. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage, a lady that's very familiar with breaking shit. Please put your hands together for Allison Lane. Here's the thing about it. Jen Tisdale and I saw Limp Biscuit on a boat. Oh, boat biscuits? Boat bi- it was a cruise. We were <laughs> stuck with the biscuit crew. We, there was too much flour. That means white people. There was a lot of white people on that cruise. Oh, that's what y'all are calling each other now? Yeah. That's fine. Allison, how are you? I'm, I'm okay. Are you? Yeah, it's great. Everything's the best. Is it? The world's never been better. We're closer to peace. Um, this is one of the... Everything's w- tight as fuck. This is somewhat similar to how I felt when we did our uh, December of 2016 show, where our November of 2016... 2016? Jesus. Who remembers that year? Me. Uh, our you November do. of 2016 show was so much fun. It was the weekend before an election. We were convinced it was going to be great. And then we did our December show, and we're like, oh, no. We were sad. We, we fucked that one up. That's how I feel about this, because last month's show, I felt so positive. The I Delta, felt great about it. The Delta variant was like an idea, not a yeah. reality. And here we are, and we're both wearing the masks again. Not the, Well, I had worn masks previous, but you guys aren't luchadors, so you don't get it. But tonight, I'm just wearing a regular mask. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I wish I had an N95 on, but it sounds like garbage. Uh, so I apologize to you and and, and, and everybody else's ears. And everybody honestly. else's ears. Yeah, how? Uh, I'm kind of going a mile a minute here because I don't know how many more of these we're going to get to do this year. I'm, I'm being completely. I know, serious. and it's very sad because like we just got back in the rhythm of coming back up here and kind of like doing some sort of performative normalcy. Yeah. Like we just didn't have a whole year. We sat inside and we were sad and we ate carbonara every day. Like, to be fair, you did that regardless of a pandemic. Listen, it was different because I wasn't walking afterwards. Okay. There were other people involved with the carbonara binge. Okay, so today, yes. what's today's date? August. Today 6th. is possibly Friday. Yeah. Friday, August sixth. Yes. Rate it one to ten. Uh, four and a half. All right, that's not good. Yeah, dude. That's a failing grade. It is a grade, though. What did you do? It showed up. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> it got an attendance <laughs> award. What did What did you do today? I got my hair done today. Okay. Are you? Thank yes. you. Thank you so much. My hair looks, it looks like it's, it's been done. Thank you. Are you Thank happy you. with your hair? I'm happy it's, it's completed. Ooh. And I look neat and pretty. But do you think you would do that, would look that way regardless of your hair situation? Absolutely not. Okay. okay. Um, I am running on possibly somewhere between an awkward five hours of sleep, but also maybe eight, but I don't know how it happened. Well, I do want to sympathize with you. You are on stage with one parent, and you're going to be on stage with another parent, and I have zero sympathy for you. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to explain um, black hair to white people for the first time ever. Please do. So here's the thing on, on You, Me, Them, Everybody. You guys have all been asking for it. Here the fuck it is. So 
last night I had box braids, which you can Google in your homes. I had box braids down to my thighs. Okay. I took those box braids that were down to my thighs out of my hair because I was like, girl, we are done. This is a new life. Bobs are in. You need to get a bob, girl. So I took my hair out. I get done with it at like 12.30 at night. I'm like, girl, go to sleep. You don't sleep well the night that you take your hair out because you're like, first of all, who's actually going to do my hair? Okay. Because I had five stylists cancel me yesterday. That seems like too many. It's a lot. They were like, girl, I'm on vacation. I'm like, but why is your like books open? I'm so confused. Why are you mad at me for booking when you were? I don't know you. Yeah. Girl, I just thought you wouldn't do hair. This is not on me, okay? What's well, literally I'm stressed on out. You. It's on me now. Yeah. Shit. So like, I'm like, okay, cool. So for those of you who don't live in Washington, D.C., there are a ton of braiding shops on George Avenue in Washington, D.C. Okay. They're always very busy because shit like this happens all the time. Where six hair braiders cancel on you within 12 hours of your hair appointment. I expected this to happen. I was like, all right, girl, whatever. My last resort was to go to the women I went to last time who did a lovely job on my hair down to my thighs. However, it was not the braid style I asked for. And they said, well, this looks better anyway. Please pay me. And I said, well. <laughs> to be fair, did it look better? No, it's not okay. what I I'm just asking. I'm just trying to pay for it. I'm stuck in a chair. Like she can literally cut my hair out if she wanted to. So I was like, whatever, bitch, I'll pay you. And it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. I look fine. It's fine. It's just not what I asked for. So I wake up this morning at 6:30. I get up, I wash my hair. It's the thing. You can't go to a hair appointment without your hair washed. Okay. Even though you they can wash your hair, but sometimes they just whatever it's just a hassle i don't want to deal with it okay so i go in there i'm like hey i want this style do you have a picture yes here are several pictures this ain't the picture i asked for <laughs> what was the picture that you gave them just a little bit thicker braids okay and i told her i showed her four different pictures i was like if you can't do this you can do this alternative this doesn't look like the alternative the third alternative it's fine this is a complete original this is a freestyle bitch she was like you know what girl this is my interpretation of looking at things. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> and I knew this was gonna happen. Here's the thing: you go, you go. We wake up at 7:30. You're delirious. You've taken your hair out. You're like, I gotta put my faith. I'm gonna yellow these braids. These are yellow braids. This, this is the style that is right now. I, I actually, these are twists. I think. Okay. I, honestly, I don't even know. I think they are twists. Okay. I just asked her to do something and leave me alone. Yes. For four hours. I paid it her money. It was four hours long? Yeah, that was actually a short amount of time. What did you do for four hours? I went in and out of sleep. I played several rounds of Candy Crush. Is it a good idea to fall um, asleep in your stylist chair? Again, it doesn't matter. Okay, um, okay. Because <laughs> for me personally, I knew it was happening. I, I have resigned myself to like the will of... Whatever the fuck happens to my head at this point, yeah. I'll probably be okay. Okay. Also, if it really comes down to it, bitch, buy a wig. Because at this point, I just like, I'm just like, you know what, girl? This is the life you have chosen. Would you go back to this person? Absolutely not. Would you accidentally go back to this person? Maybe. The first? Okay. But like, not on purpose. Sure. 
When was the last time you got your hair done by somebody on purpose? On purpose? Five years ago. Oh, okay. And she was fun because, like, I accepted her flaws. She would come and be like, you know what? You look better with this today. I'd be like, you know what, girl? I believe you. Has anyone said, I will give you exactly what you said ever? Yes. Okay, cool. She's very expensive. She's wonderful. How much is she? <laughs> very expensive. Tell me. You know. Is it more or less than a cost of a ticket to Woodstock 99? How much was that? 150. Yeah. Okay. More expensive. That's cool. And it was worth every penny. All right. And I'd do it again. Okay. But like. Is she busy? She's busy. Yeah. She might be on vacation. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you you made it. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm here. I'm awake. I love that for me. You're an old friend. We've known each other for a long time. Yes, yeah. Tonight's show is full of old friends, except one brand new friend. So I want to bring up a brand new friend to the stage. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Domingo, everybody. You will use that microphone. Do you, know, do you know what Fred Durst is up to now? I know exactly what Fred Durst is up to now. Is jazz club? Is that what I'm hearing? Fred Durst is up. <laughs> Fred Durst. Do you know what Fred Durst looks like right now? No. All right. I'm going to show you a photo. And the last, oh, I'm sorry, the last that I heard of Fred Durst. I'll put my mask back on in a second. I was taking a shot. Yes. Um, the last that I heard of Fred Durst was when he got jumped by Insane Clown Posse in 2019. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah, two years wow. ago. It was really not that long. Who do I hate more? I don't. That's from last week. Wow. Who's dad? That's the point. That's their new single, actually. It's about dad? being a dad. Yeah, Fred Durst. Oh, that's when your career is over. Thanks like, a lot, bud. I appreciate that. No, I mean, as a musician. As a musician. Oh, my God. Solely this, as this a musician. This isn't free jazz to you? No. Domingo, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. It was a little frazzled getting over here, but I'm happy to be here. Why are you frazzled? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was just getting ready. I, I figured, you know, this is not... I mean, th- I knew there'd be a crowd. I didn't think it would matter what I wore, but we got we got places we're going tonight. I got my man in the house. This yeah, what are you doing after this? Um, so there's like an amateur drag competition at Red Bear I want to go support some people at. And uh, in the meantime, there's like something going on at 8 o'clock at uh, Tallboy, I think. Yeah, so... There's like a cosplay drag thing going on there. So is that because of Otakon this weekend? Is that why it's cosplay Is that what's drag? happening? I don't know. It's just, I, my friend was like, I'm dressing up as a fish. And I was like, I'll be there. Domingo, you as don't... a fish? What kind of fish? Like a mermaid. Her name is Cyrene. Oh, tight. Yeah, she's pretty tight. So you don't have to tell me your age, but are you under 30? I am exactly 30 as of this year. Congratulations Thank on being you. 30. It's fine. You know, it feels like a, I don't know. It feels like a cultural reset. And it, the second, like, if I had told nobody I'd turn 30, the kind of weird stuff happening in my brain and in my body would have still happened. And I'm like, well, fuck. Like, yeah. this is kind of just, like, happening regardless of ageism, isn't That's it? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so the, the reason why I ask is because yeah, like <laughs> if I'm under 30, you might think a drag show at a bar is, like, normal. But as a 38-year-old, I'm like, that's fucking crazy. The idea that there's a drag show at a at a brewery. No, sorry, I said bar. Brewery. Oh, You're yeah. going to Red Bear, right? Yeah, That's exactly. a brewery, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's crazy and in a great way. Like, that would have never happened. That was not happening 20 years ago. The thing is, the thing is, the place I mentioned now, Tallboy, that's a straight sports bar. Yeah. yeah and they're doing, right, 9th Street on, like, Northwest. I'm like, th- we're doing drag over there? Yeah, and they love it. It's a they very successful. So I did it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. 
they, I mean, they were easily impressed, tipped very well. Like, the straight people really love Drag Race. It's and so really. it kind of set this new standard of so what it's supposed of drag to be. Race. Yeah, I'm 38. And the reason why I keep mentioning my age is because uh, the first person, my first friend that was 21, in addition to me, happened to be gay. So we would alternate between this country western dive bar that had $4 pitchers. This is in Chicago. And nice. um, this martini bar. And then this sports bar where he ended up dating the owner. And it was the first, to my knowledge, gay sports bar in the Midwest. Nice. So we would just drink for free multiple times a week at different country bars, martini bars, and gay bars slash sports bars. And the reason I bring this up is because I was the only straight guy there for the entire run. But now, due to the drag race, it does not seem like that at all. It is no longer a niche anything. Drag it's not. It's very mainstream, and it's weird that so many straight people have opinions about drag now. I just got to say it. It's a little weird. It, should, it absolutely should be. Now, now, how long have you been doing drag? Um, well, so, like, I'm a drag artist. I don't feel like a full-on full on drag queen, let's say. So I feel like the experimenting with, like, the, the realm of drag and, like, gender fuckery, maybe, like, five years or so. Okay, so y what made you want to start doing this at 25? So, like, I moved to the city. Um, I moved to the city uh, just to continue singing with the Gay Men's Chorus of Washington, and they sort of took me under their wing and then, you know, slowly kind of figured out where I was at with uh, gender and, and, you know, art and what I wanted out of life. And, and DC was like very counter what I was really looking for. Um, but I guess I wasn't really, I wasn't aware of that. And so it, it, again, like drag is so like, um, just like inherently political. And, and so like being in DC, it felt very just like empowering. I didn't really take it seriously until Trump took office. Then I was like, let's fucking freak him out in DC. Which is funny mm -hmm. because a lot of DC's drag artists are very political. Like we're very good friends with exactly. Pussy. Yes, um, that's my girl. And, um, oh my God, Beard. Beard? The Genesis? Genesis. Jack's Knife? Uh, Jack Knife. And who was here last night? Um, oh, it's Sleaze? Sleaze? Oh, Sleaze was last night. Sleaze that's was right. Last night. Yeah, yeah so Jane saw and Jane all of them. Yeah, that's so why there's a glitter cannon on stage like so right now. Yes. Like, they're, they're so uh, outspoken. Yeah, that's my family. Like how they speak and yeah. like Kunj. Kunj, uh, like, exactly. Like, so the, the, the Domingo's Got Talent is actually like a, a revamp. That's a show I do on uh, first Sunday of every month right now at DC9. Like that was Kunj's party. Okay. Um, so well, it's, it's uh, the Barbara Streisand is the DJ. That's like the brains of the outfit who created the party. And, and he was like, oh, well, like I'm read as like a, like as a cis gay white man. So I really don't want to center myself in this party that I believe in. So we gave it to Kunj and then the pandemic happened and the party just kind of got scrapped. And uh, we lost 10 tigers, that place closed down. Yeah. And, and so we started uh, thinking about DC9 and I, and I work with the Barbara Streisand uh, at the salon. I'm a hairdresser. Um, so yeah, it's my day job. Yeah, I was over here just like dying over your whole story, baby. Literally, that's so ridiculous. Five people in one day. That'll have a that'll actually have a bitch cry at the salon. I really don't have sympathy for the bitches crying at the salon. But when you get canceled on five times and all you want is like your braids yeah, done, it was a lot. And you get a twist out. I don't understand how that happened. It, we could really talk about that for hours, I, I, probably. It, it was a lot. <laughs> but. <laughs> You um, said for now, when you were talking about Domingo's Got Talent, do you say for now because of COVID reasons or because you're not entirely sure where you want the show to live? Oh, so like, you know, I guess coming out of it, we have uh, DC9 being its, its new home. And if anything, I love that it's a rock bar, like a rock divey space. It's perfect for me to want to, uh, you know, facilitate a space for what we do because it's really not a drag show. It's yeah. very much like a, 
It's like a like a talent review I mean, it's uh, called, variety show. It's called Domingo's Got Talent. It's sort of it, it, it's a it's a talent show. Yeah, it's a talent show, yeah. but no one wins. There's no, no one's bad. It's like about radical inclusion. It's like it's like a Burning Man mentality focused on a on a variety show that's kind of like a little freak showish. Do you think I could do. perform but be intentionally bad and lose? Well, there's no structure, and we don't really like to center white people that much in our show. But if you had a really great talent, and it wasn't about centering a white person, then no I'd talent, like, great. no talent whatsoever, Men. no None. talent whatsoever. Well, then you'd you'd still be celebrated, but we'd be like, okay, <laughs> you, <laughs> you are loved, <laughs> but you already knew that because the world loves you as a default. <laughs> <laughs> are you worried about continuing to do I'm not trying to throw you under the bus here I'm clearly doing the oh, same yeah. thing but are you worried about doing a show indoors now um so we had really great spirits when we did the DC9 show the first this is like their debut right so everybody wore masks if people wanted to present the vax card they could um I feel like we're approaching this party from like a bi-monthly state as opposed to every month just because I really want to be able to curate something special every yeah, time. And, yeah. and also, while not taking for granted that we may not have the space, because uh, like you were saying earlier, there's a lot of selfishness in humanity right now. Well, so. speaking of selfishness in humanity, how, are, how many times a month are you getting to perform? Um, so I guess during lockdown, I learned the digital medium pretty well. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, I'm a, I'm a singer before, I'm a drag queen before, I'm a hairdresser is how I like to like think of it. And so they're all very interchangeable for me. Um, but you know, I couldn't do hair for a long time and, and doing drag in your room on Instagram live is not the same as like pussy popping for a bunch of straight people throwing money at you. So like, I mean, I got my whole life these past couple of weeks getting to perform and, but also knowing that it's not, it's not permanent. Who knows what's going to happen. And it does crush a creatives, I guess, like, uh, soul a little bit if there's nothing to really put their platform on. May I ask how long you and your person have been with each other? Me and my mans, uh, we've been together like maybe seven months now. Okay, so since you're January. like in the pandemic dating. How did that come about? Oh, so like we sang together in the, the gay men's chorus. Um, and then through the pandemic, we go to Zoom rehearsals or whatever, but we were just looking for hiking. Zoom rehearsals? Yeah, literally, it's so stupid. Because <laughs> when you think about choral music, you think about a wall of sound. You think about the vibrations in a room. Yeah. You think about the the you way it feels. Oh yeah, my first rehearsal there, I was like twenty something, crying in rehearsal, and they're like, "Girl, you're just a ten or two. Calm down. Like, welcome. You are okay." But you know, I was living in Rockville still, and home was not like a great place. And so the chorus really sent me to a beautiful place. And doing th rehearsals on Zoom is kind of trash because you have to. You have a guide track. They kind of blend all your voices together for the recording, and then they put it on a, you know, on a thing, and you don't really hear, each, you don't know what's happening at all. It's it takes the soul away from it. But anyway, we met during the during the um, during the choruses like run because uh, he had aged into the adult chorus. There was also a high school chorus within the gay men's chorus of Washington that was uh, open to everybody, and he aged in. He was the first member to age in to the adult chorus and me being one of the younger people in the chorus, um, I felt like it was really, you know, not too far of a stretch to start talking. That's we really started nice. going hiking because it was the outdoor thing to do during COVID. So we That's just really nice. Hiking. Yeah. How does, I don't want to like shit all over a brand new relationship, but I'm like old and jaded here. So it's very Take difficult. a shit on us right now. Well, are you living together? <laughs> What's that? Are you living together? We're not living together. So this is like truly dating. Uh, yeah, we're we're very much in puppy love. It's really stupid cute. It grosses yeah. me out sometimes. That's nice. Yeah, it's really good. 
Um, so yeah, we got like a 10 year age difference and we both love daddies. And so it's just a really, really Fine. enigmatic relationship. Yeah, more, that just means more daddies for us, basically. Yes, yeah. daddy hunters. Daddy hunters, that's right. So that. now that I know that, what do you think about Fred's new look? Do you know what Fred Durst looks like now, sir? I don't think he knows. I don't do think you know he. Do you know? Who, hold on, really quick. Yeah. Do you know who Fred Durst is? Do you know Limp Biscuit? No. Exactly. I love it. I love it. We're reaching the youth. Okay. Oh my! I love this so much. Oh my God! No. When I when I use, I'll use random euphemisms and I'll feel ancient. What is like, the thing that you've said to him that makes you feel the oldest? Uh, the oldest. I think telling him my birthday after finding out what his was, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. First of all, fuck off. You're still born in the 90s. So like, no, I know. I know. I'm a baby. I'm a baby. I fully acknowledge I'm a baby. And plus, like, queer identity development. I'm like 15 years old, technically. It's great. Not technically. That's not how the law works. Can I show you my favorite thing? (laughs) I I hate to put you on the spot for this. But use your hand to mimic a phone. Oh, yeah. Not you. I know what you do. We talked about this. (laughs) Oh! Oh, yes, shit. A, so for we, the listener at home, he's texting. He's <laughs> holding glass. He's zero of enhancing, tapping on the glass. It's I'm picking up the... Is that... So, when, so Allison, what were you expecting that? I, yeah, I, I honestly thought you were go like this. Like, just put your hand So that's what my ear. toddler does. Yeah. Yeah. My toddler he said, no, he doesn't even talk on the phone. We're going to text it out. Yeah. That's beautiful. I love this relationship. This Let's see how long it lasts. What do you think? How long is it going to last? Let's put some money down. Let's put oh some money God. down? <laughs> yeah, Let how long? see. Now, I know. We'll see. That's the whole point of this. That's how gambling works. Put some money. <laughs> you got it. Over under one year from not one year total. I mean, so seven months in. You definitely, got together. Definitely over. You got together January yep. of 2021. Yep. Th- was it? Did it happen to be January 6th? No. Did you do that? Answer. Why did would you, you do that? that? Did you do that? Why would you? Why would you put that on us? Why would you put that on us? I unmasked. Yes or no? Specifically did you do to that? stop you. January 6th. <laughs> did you do that? Oh did you know? He did it! He did the thing! He's Q! Why are you dating Q? Yes. Oh my god! He's Q. He doesn't know Limp Biscuit and he did January 6th. Why'd you do that? Single handedly it was you. Now I know. He has no idea what I'm talking like, about. He's like, give me something to break. How about this government? Get the fuck out of here. How about the patriarchy, baby? Yes. Why are you doing hey. this to us? Why are you so confused but so nice and not just walking away? That's. That's how I can tell your age, because you're not old enough to say, fuck this, I'm leaving. I appreciate you. Yeah, right. <sighs> Me too, baby. Do you feel like you're robbing the cradle? No. Oh Did you card him at any point? No. Cool. No, and lots of gay bars didn't either. He, he told me yeah, about this tell. phenomenon called uh, twink, twink Status. Where I guess like you know uh, a lot of these gay bars they're closed now so it doesn't give it doesn't really matter if I say anything now but they would let him in underage because he was a hot white boy and he would go go dance and do whatever and you know that's that's kind of like the weird thing about the gay community is that we have a bit of an infatuation with young people. Domingo, I don't know if you know this. That's the thing about every bar ever. Oh yeah, that's not but a gay straight wait, thing. So you're yeah. saying that's an every bar. So thing. you're saying everyone worships blonde white men? I had no idea. They're worshiping young hot people. Young there's, hot there's people. That. Period. There's that. Yeah. There's young. I didn't people. have the twink status treatment. I was just like a really queer little ugly duckling. Were you? Uh, I would say so. I was a little chipmunky little baby for sure. It is interesting that I'm number one. Thank you for wearing your mask the entire time. Oh, but like, course. did you have buck teeth? No. Okay. My teeth have always been beautiful. No, actually, so... <laughs> you just said chipmunky. 
No, I mean, because I had fat ass cheeks. cheeks. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was a little fat ass baby. Uh, Got it. But no, I uh, I grew uh, when I was a baby. I guess I, I rejected breast milk, and so I didn't like drinking formula. And so my mom would literally put like powdered Lipton iced tea in baby bottles, and I would Lipton drink. Lipton iced tea. Yes. As a, as a baby. Powder. Powder. As Raised a as a Lipton. baby. Yes, baby. Raised on Lipton. So I had. I guess I had perfect teeth now because of this, because all of my baby teeth were black holes that basically just fell out. Yeah, I had cavities in every tooth. They all fell out, and now I have these beautiful pearly whites now. I don't know. I don't know. That's like a story that little Nas X would tell. <laughs> it was like, this is why I'm gay. I drank Lipton iced tea as a baby, and now... <laughs> they tell bottoms to shrink themselves. I'm like, what? We never talked about Lil Nas X. What are your thoughts on Lil Nas X? Love him. Icon. Legend. Iconic. And Suck it up. my favorite tweet I've seen this far of the past couple weeks. Um, my favorite is the Beyonce tweet when he was like, <laughs> bottoms. <laughs> He's like, we were told, we tell bottoms to shrink themselves. Like the, the Beyonce like monologue, but that. made it about oh, bottoms. Yeah. It was I, so That was good. very good. They it were talking so about um, his response to him turning people gay from uh, the call me what you want. Not uh, industry baby. Oh, uh, yeah. Video. What uh, a good my video. My favorite. Um, oh, my God. Never mind. We'll move on from it. <laughs> we'll move on from it. You mentioned a few minutes ago that uh, you didn't think DC was a city for you Absolutely or what not. you wanted to do. Are you do from you this area? Yeah, I grew up in Maryland, so I've okay. always been DMV proper. Woo! Is that a good? Do you want to be here? No. Not, where do you want to be? I don't know. I just know that I have stuff to do here, and I, I know that I'm very counterculture, and being against the current in a place like this is really good for me because I'll. I'll always uh, stand out and have a louder voice than a lot of the hegemonic kind of like culture that is happening here. I don't know. DC is so fucking like boring and full of itself because everyone is striving to be like the best mediocre prototype. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we're all striving for mediocrity. We copy what every other big, we copy what any other big city does and think that we're doing it right, but we're just all fucking fake copycats. It's really nice to meet someone that says what I think, but it's from here. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, and I'm from here. Fucking, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't care how much you fucking boo me. I'll stand on a table and Fred Durst this shit out. Are you from here as well? Are you from the DMV as well? Okay. Do you feel like that's a good connection that helps found your relationship foundation, that you're both from here? You have the same problems with the area? More or less, yeah. I mean, like, Jack and I come from very different worlds and different, uh, even within the gay community, like, very different sort of aspects of the culture. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely have an understanding given that like you're in Virginia, I'm in DC, but from Maryland and yes. Where do you live right now? What neighborhood? I live in Brooklyn. Okay. I live in Northeast right now. That's great. Yeah. I was living in Northwest and it was like way too chaotic. And now I live in kind of a residential quiet, like black neighborhood and I love it. Um, what's next for you? What a boring question, but an important one. I apologize. Oh, I'm just, I'm excited to do the next DGT hopefully in October and uh, you know, I just sang with some RuPaul girls last night uh, for Roslyn Live. Um, Are you rooting for anyone this season of All Stars? I haven't watched a lot of it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess coming back, the world just kind of like turned itself back on and decided to start calling me. And I've just been <laughs> picking up the phone and saying yes a lot to everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm here today. Thank you. <laughs> it was so much fun. I was like, I was like, oh no, I saw this and I was like, I don't know, Jack, should I do this? And I was like, let's do it because I'm fresh off of this show and. And I love a late night show feel. I love, you know, interviews and, and kind of like just the 
the banter on the zeitgeist is when we can have it. I like you. I like what you're doing. I hope you're able to continue to do it. Uh, we haven't talked about these boots at all. Oh, thanks. I just took them out the box, baby. They're fresh. What size shoe are you? These are a size 13. They're a little roomy. I'd rather wear a 12. No, but because like you're giving me like Little House on the Prairie like with the side button, and I'm really here for it, and I was wondering what the Allison, did you like have? Little House on the Prairie? Yes, the fuck I did. You're covering the microphone I with your hand. Also, this microphone doesn't work, so it really <laughs> No, it does. It does. It does. It does. <laughs> Then off right now. Don't work. Anyway, so. Um, yeah, did you ever watch Little House on the Prairie? Prairie? Yes, I do feel that I'm giving Little Hell on the Prairie meets Hedwig right yeah. now. Right? But, but I'm really here for it. I like that you go to like knee boots. You're like Little House on the Prairie. I love <laughs> yeah, it. But no, no, it's not the Little House. It's the side button. Yes. It's, it's the, the si side button detail that's very important. I'm like, oh, y'all giving it's me knees. It's very like, um, who's that bitch? Uh, uh, the the. Sarah Quinn. Dude, it's fucking Dallas doctor. Cowboy Cheerleaders. <laughs> Dr. Quinn, medicine Dr. woman. Dr. Quinn. Dr. Quinn. You know what she had in like side boots? It's very like Victorian. Dr. Quinn is not okay. Little House on the Prairie. But they're cousins. <laughs> Are they? Yeah, girl. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're on totally different family values. I thought all y'all oh, were cousins. Domingo, how do you want people to follow you? Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> This is important because, I mean, uh, a follow is about as important as, like, a dollar or, like, a Venmo, you know, uh, deposit on, you know, like, when you're doing drag. It's, a follow is just as important as getting that dollar on stage. So you can find me on Instagram. It's um, MX, uh, S -A -N -T -X Domex, D -O -M -X. Um, This is too long, man. I'm going to link to it. So, okay. So mix, this is not a mix, good one. Mix, like, the honorific because I'm, you know, I'm not a Mr. or a Miss. So okay. It's MX and then Santex Domex. That's simple. I get it, but come on. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing is, people were saying that about my drag name. They're like, you could really find a more simple, more like easy to say, like Americanized, like whitewashed drag name instead of Domingo, which means no, 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 Domingo's great. Which means Sunday, and it's like a very masculine sounding word. No, but, but I you feel spell like, the O, the last O with the thing. With the, yeah, with the little slash for yeah. aesthetic purposes, and and I'm here for that. But you know, like. If, if people are going to come to a show at DC9 that's called Domingo's Got Talent, they have to say my name and they have to learn what it means. So, And that's why... Hey, put respect name. on it. Put respect on your that name. Your name is great. But yeah. let's be realistic. My handle is not great for marketing, but if you want me, you'll find me. For Instagram, though? Come on. There you go. That's why we're bad at Instagram. Right. What? TikTok? You're 21? God, I hate you. Um, Fresh. You have so Fresh. much... You have so much good ahead of you. Uh, what should Domingo's Instagram name be? Should it be something different, or should it stay as it is? See, that's oh, what I Dom like too. Dom X. Oh yeah, a lot of the drag queens call me Dom now, and I, I really, I don't know how. I, I like Dom. it. I like it. You yeah, got a new angle, bud. I'm a hairy ass woman, so it kind of tracks. But there's a future endeavor here. If yes. you're Dom. Yes. Well, good luck with all that. Well, thank you. Thank I, you for having I, me. This is very fun. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you do. Enjoy thank Red you. Bear. Red Bear? Yes. Yeah, so Enjoy so Red Bear and your third event of the night because you're clearly younger than me. Ladies and gentlemen, please put <laughs> your hands together for Domingo, everybody. <laughs> Dan. You're great. Thank you. Okay. So you got everything? Beautiful. God, you're so young. Uh, when's the last time your lower back hurt? Yeah. Fuck you people. All right. Speaking of a lower back that hurts, coming to the stage, one of my dear old friends, Andrew Bucket, everybody. Let's do it. 
Damn it. Just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. I'm usually on at the end when everybody's cleared out and cr or crying, yeah. Uh, you actually walked an entire room once in New York with me. I did? Yeah, Jen Tisdale was there too. We had a what, what, what did I do that walked the whole? We had room? a holiday theme show, and you're and you wanted to go last because we had you had like an opera aspect of it, and you were supposed to do like a five minute bit, and you did 15 minutes, and you wanted me uh, to go to the soundboard. Haywood was there. And like this is above the bikes. No, motherfucker. No, 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 no. This is in New no, York. This man. is at Creek in the Cave, and a, a closed venue. And Haywood, when Haywood was there, there were people there. And then when you went up, it was a pack. Oh no, because that was above the bike shop, a packed house. And I had I had drank basically a gallon of liquor, and I said no because it'll make me funnier. The more I drink, I'll get funnier. You know, because you remember everything you want to say. You and know, then, and then uh, yeah, you really hit the beats, the comedic beats this better the, when you drink a lot. You know? This is at the Creek in the Cave. It was, a, <laughs> it was a holiday show. You were there. You were. We all performed. There was two. There was two Creek in the Cave shows that I know, which is the one where everyone was there, where literally like. Like, Cat was on the show, and, like, Seton was on the show. Yeah. We were on the show. Was it, it wasn't that one. I did yes, well on that one. Did, I did. You were on two of them. And then the other one, you closed the show, and it was an opera thing. And then, like, you, as you told the story, you wanted me to peak the opera. So by the end of it, I was, like, blowing out the speakers. That's with the second opera. one where no one was there. And by No the one end, was there anyway. We spent $70 to get from Harlem to Long Island City in, an, in a cab. Yeah. Yeah. To go to the show from my sister's apartment. By the way, this is so interesting to all of the, 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 these people that are, <laughs> you want to just rehash bad shows we did? Well, like, that's, <laughs> a, that's the point of this segment. Okay. That's the point of this segment. You wrote a beautiful, beautiful, eloquent thing about Velvet Lounge, oh. which no longer exists. That's why I started with this. Oh, okay. Oh, because the creek doesn't exist exactly. either. Exactly. Oh, okay, I see. We'll get there. We'll get the there. The creek. Well, number one. Number one, Dario, I apologize. I, 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 <laughs> um, I worked at the Velvet Lounge. Uh, who's, who knows what that is in the audience? Okay, you guys, okay, great. You all do. Um, yeah, I, I started there as a doorman in 2007. I um, got the job because I showed up. Really quick, really quick. You were six. When he started working at the Velvet Lounge, <laughs> you were six. <laughs> You were six years oh old. Oh my gosh! You were six years old, and then I'm what sorry, did you wait, do? Wait. What did you do on January sixth? Why did you do that? These young kids. We're talking to Domingo's friend who is twenty-one right now. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Six years old. You were six. Oh. Great age. Great age. Great age. I was doing coke. <laughs> I was doing. I was doing coke off a toilet seat when this, this, when this person when was... When you were uh, six, he was doing coke off a toilet seat. How mm -hmm. does that make you feel? And I was going... I was going... <laughs> <laughs> uh, gl glad they were at home. I think that's what they're saying. I love you. You're great. <laughs> okay, so you're a six-year-old doing coke off a toilet seat. Continue. I was, so there I was, six years old, doing coke off a toilet seat. And then I get a job at the Velvet Lounge. No, I got a job there as a doorman because I, I just like showed up to hang out and somebody that worked there punched the sound guy in the face and got fired. 
And then I rolled in, and I was, I was very, very early to hang out because nobody used to hang out there. And then I rolled up, and they were like, hey, can you count money? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I can count money, and they're like, cool, you want a job? Really, really quick, I have never heard a better example of white privilege than you showing up, doing coke off of the bathroom toilet, and someone going, could you count money? Here's a job. <laughs> yeah, definitely true. That's true. We've got something for you. Um, no, but anyway, I worked there for uh, about five years. I worked there for one and a half years as a doorman, and then I took over booking for three years. And I'm actually the one who put turntables in that place. So the, the people that ran the club, they were like, we don't need turntables. It's not like anybody would dance here. And I was like, no, if you just play music, people dance. That's how music works. And they so were like, no, were, no dancing. When you were like, eight no. years old, people in bars didn't understand that if you put turntables in, people will dance. Um, <laughs> this fucking kid is the best. A turntable is when you turn the tables on the comedian oh and make god. it a joke about him. Oh my god. <laughs> I love you two. You two. I hope you last forever. And around and around it I goes. Love it. I love it. All right, so you brought music to the music club. You could call you could say that I'm the music man. <laughs> and um no, so I, I I put turntables in the window and we started having DJs and I don't know. I turned it from a place that only had four metal guys doing meth into a place where people would dance. And then... Wait, 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 wait. Hold, yeah, yeah, yeah. I changed... Yeah. So, I, yeah, I basically up, updated the Nose app from meth to coke. And um, uh, it looks like this app is, is due... From Nose Narragansett to Nose Miller Highway. 100%, yes. What a Yeah. These were... You know, these were the um, the early aughts. The, these were the the late early aughts. I guess. Oh, oh, I left there in late two thousand, late two thousand ten. So I So this yeah, is the, this is thing. I post. I started posting all this nostalgic stuff did about you the Velvet. Any taxes there? A hundred percent not. No. And and uh, and for the record, my uh, name is uh, Brandon Wardell, and I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Google no. Brandon Wardell cocaine. Yeah, because the, I, the IRS is definitely listening to this podcast. They listen to uh, all the casts? No, I mean, I, uh, the thing is I made so little money working there that I probably am owed in earned income credit. Dude, I mean, I, I think I've made $12,000 a year working there. But the drinks were free, and the jumbo slice was free. Now, uh, you wrote a really... So I like, wrote some impassioned, nostalgic stuff, but what that, that's kind of like the nature of nostalgia is you scratch the surface and you say, oh, wasn't it all, wasn't it all sunshine? And then you start remembering stuff, and you're like, oh, now I remember why I quit. And so I, why did you quit? I quit because it was a really toxic place to work. It sucked. It, like, uh, my boss and every... I'm not going to say that. Well, uh, a lot of Hold people... On, that really quick. Do you think anyone... There was a lot of drugs and a lot of um, aggr like aggression and a lot of goons and that were working there, especially like security people that were straight-up goons. And there was... Um, oh, no, I was going to say, like, it was my favorite place. It was your favorite place? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because I could go there... The joke when I used to work on 14th Street, I would go to the bar with my friends and put $100 in the bar and say, 
we're all drinking for free tonight, assholes. And I would just <laughs> order whatever I wanted for the rest of the night and nobody cared. Yeah. Um, it's also a place where like, I actually walked up to a man and said, you look poor. And then I took him home. Mm. Like, there were no standards. There's no rules. Nothing is good. At the Velvet Lounge. That's the Velvet Lounge. It was the it's Velvet also Lounge. Like, it's it, reliable chaos. It's it, ex- it existed as a place. Like, bring us your, bring us your poor, your <laughs> tired, your beaten down. Everyone's welcome. It is true. It was that. Hold it on, was really also. Quick. But if you were part of the, if you had to set up the carnival every day. Believe me, it's not a carnival. It's 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 like I it sucks. With that. Like, <laughs> hold on, hold on, really quick. You two know about this place more than me because uh, when I first got here, married for a hundred years. So no, it's like, not about that. Yeah. When I fir- I got here in 2010, when you were when you had just left Velvet Lounge, and I remember Velvet Lounge as two things. Number one, everyone was like, "It's a dive. It's cheap. It's like it's the same price at Sally's. It's mm. the same." Yeah, the the beers were the same oh, price. It, it, I, and then I, no, hold it really quick. That's interesting. That that aspect of divehood, I think, is interesting because I, re- I don't know if it's always reflected in the price of drinks. I think it's usually about the atmosphere and I'm, what, what no, you can get away with. Um, I respectfully disagree because I'm from a real city. And number two, <laughs> okay, number two, damn. If memory serves correct. I don't think your the wire like the system was grounded. And I remember the one or two times I did anything there, I got shocked by a microphone. Is that correct or definitely no? possible? Okay, so the only time I got was it sh- fun now? No, because it was overpriced. And like, if oh, you're getting shot by the microphone, if I'm getting shocked by a microphone, I want to drink at Mutiny Prices, which is a bar in Chicago where they would give you a pitcher of alcohol for nine dollars. Yeah, so this was not that. No, that's a real dive where you where they would literally pull down the ceiling. Yeah, that's different. Velvet Lounge was a glorified DC dive. The same reason Domingo and you were talking about how like the city attracts. What are the What are the people. true remaining um, dives Dance in Dance Cafe? Dance mm. Cafe. Dance Cafe is my favorite bar. Dance Cafe in the whole world. You have to go before nine, otherwise it's overrun with GW kids puking I on the. I've p- never smelled anything worse than Dance Cafe. It is so bad, and I have. I'm. T- oh, I've always tried to understand the what. It's such a unique drinking situation. So Dan Cafe, Dan's Cafe, you get a, a, you you go approach the bar. It's cash only, and behind the bar is looks like a liquor store, because it's just it's just pints of liquor, and they say, well, what do you want? And then you pay like what, like twenty six bucks for a pint of gin poured into a ketchup squeezy bottle, and then topped off at the very end with just the most a uh, um, ceremonious amount of soda water. It's not anything to mix with, but then they give you like the rest of it, and then you get these shot glasses, and you and your friends fill up these shot glasses with this squeezy mixture, and that's how you drink. Have there. you been to Dan's? Right. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Soco and Lime, uh, Ruin, yeah. and Allison, take take me through your favorite Dan's stuff because this is my, my favorite bar. My favorite Dan's cafe experience is when I took my. Uh, high school friends there when I thought I would still have high school friends for the rest of my life. <laughs> and yeah. I, I brought them to Dance Cafe and they were like, what is this? This place is dirty. I was like, no, dudes, this place is tight as fuck. Yeah. And I was like, let's do some SoCo limes. And they were like, that sounds tight. They put the SoCo limes in the ketchup bottles and I proceeded to do what you're supposed to do and squeeze it in your face. Exactly. 
Uh, and they were like, this is day class A. And I was like, this is why we're not friends. And you're like, as we go on, <laughs> we remember that we're always mm. friends forever. Yeah, no, Dance Cafe. Also, the only music is from a jukebox, which has not been adjusted selection-wise in 30, 30 years? years? Yeah, it's definitely like 30. Chuck Berry? Yeah. <laughs> they've got, it's Chuck Berry. They've got Cher. I think I've heard uh, all over Beethoven there twice. Dude, it's the, the newest <laughs> thing. And then it says, like, new stuff, and it's like, blues traveler. It's, like <laughs> it's not where you'd expect. It's on 18th Street, like, two doors down from the old pharmacy. Which it has no windows. It's next to pictures. Everything is wooden. You feel oh, like you like, yeah, it's, it's, it's next to pictures. You feel like you're... Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, that place is a mess. Yeah, no windows, no natural light. You feel like you're in the hall of an old creek. Yes! Oh, yes! Oh, yes! That's another good... For the listener at home, Jimmy Valentine's. Yes. The Coke Den? Oh, I love... You were right. Are you old enough to know about the Doberman that used to be about Jimmy Valentine's? Mm-hmm. Okay. Old H Street. Yeah, when the Doberman, there used to be, a, if you stayed there too long, there would be a Doberman picture mm-hmm. just waiting for you. Yep. All right, so here's a... Ch- and that old smoking cove in the back with the... Or like hot bricks. pockets mm-hmm. that are cold that yeah. you're supposed to eat. And the root, root beer <laughs> slushy... Like weird pizza bagel. All right, all right, all right. Okay, we've all gotten drunk before. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you delete? What you wrote. Here's how I felt. I wrote Nova I wrote Lodge. that initial nostalgic stuff about working there, and then as I people started replying, people from the old days, people coming from out of the woodwork, and I was like, oh, I'm starting to remember all this other stuff, and what I thought was going to be like a sunshine remembrance was actually turned into me remembering a bunch of the reasons why I quit, and I was like, cool, I said what I wanted to say, I don't want it living on my feed, delete, and that's it, and I think that's an okay approach to like. I agree. I you know agree what I mean? Completely. Andrew, I, I uh, let's do two more questions, and then we'll bring up one person for once, maybe two minutes, and then we'll close with Haywood. So mm-hmm. really quick, are you worried that you're not going to be able to perform in a month from now due to the Delta variant? It's not like I've been performing that much anyway. I, d- I do, like, I've done, I think I've done about, I've done about, f- no, I've done about, like, 10 or 11 shows. I've done, like, I don't know why that's so funny. I've done like 10 or 11 shows. I got back on my feet the first three. I started forming a new 10 minutes in the next ones. And then I started honing the 10 minutes. And then now everybody's just like, it, but there, it's not like, you can't just show up to Mike. Everything is so booked now. It's, it's not, and it's real cool. And if you've been around for a long time, you can get stage time. That's all good. But it's like, you, it all feels so precious. You can't like muck around on stage because you realize that like there's a lot of people trying to get stage time, and it's like I can't be up here like t- doing this dumb, trying to turn a tweet into a bit kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like I- I'm not. I'm not doing. Thank. It's really not in a place. It's not Jenny Jones. I'm not. Do- <laughs> <laughs> Stop. I actually agree with you because I feel like I have a bigger responsibility with this show, like to come up, not be wasted, mm-hmm. and like you've all come outside. Outside of your homes, yeah, um, with varying levels of comfortability, and we hope to entertain you and to have engaging conversation <laughs> and not. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. That's how I. Feel. I also betray myself. So I was talking to Sean Joyce, who's like name drop. Thank you, a close personal friend, Sean Joyce. 
But I was telling Sean, I like had done my first two sets since after pandemic, and I was like, listen, Sean, my new thing is I only throw heat. That's my new thing. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, okay, man. And I was like, uh, hey, really this is how Sean replied. That was a great Sean Joyce impression. Yeah, and he was like, okay, man. And I was like, uh, yeah. And then my, f- my first Sean set, I opened with, man, if you had told me that when I was 16, there'd be a weed store next to my work, and I would hate going and exactly the crickets that you're hearing right now. And Sean was like, okay, I love the heat. And I, <laughs> oh, I, I'm glad I know you. Thank you for doing the show. All right, yeah, thanks Ladies for having show, me. Put your hands together for Hey, Andrew thanks, guys. Thank Pocket. you, Allison. It is just one of those days. Jamel, you got to come up just so I can ask you, like, three questions. This is a Limp Bizkit tribute show. So we're going to close... It's going to be Jamel and then Haywood. Okay, really quick. Two minutes. Now only because I used to work here am I even doing this. All right, number one. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's Fucking Bleacher Report, man. Thank you. What the fuck? That's amazing. Congratulations. At BR Kicks, feel, feel free to check out the media, yes. guys. We're doing, me- we're doing media. Dude, fuck that. You have a billboard. Hey, excuse me. Is Brandon giving you health care? Yeah. <laughs> Let's fight him. Honestly. Swear to God, I was in this moment with the flag. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands months. together for Jamel J- Johnson. You got a billboard. Yeah. Did you know they were gonna put you no. on a That's amazing. No, I didn't. I thought I, was, I thought I thought I was fucking around. I thought I was fucking around and then they really put You me have on a, a billboard, billboard in like a real neighborhood in a real city. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm serious. Like that's thank you. There's no it's so great. Thank you. Take note, folks. Yes, I am important. Go ahead and clap again. Thank you. I am so happy for you and CJ <laughs> that you have figured out this weird way to make comedy doing exactly what you want. Hey. And it's just, I'm, th- there's no real question here. It's just a compliment. Thank you. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for your success. The end. You're on a fucking billboard. That's so fucking Brandon, cool. I love you, and I'm sorry about the bears. I'm just sorry that the Bears. I'm sorry that the Bears are going to be bad forever. No, no, no. Aaron Rodgers is going to leave in like eight years. It's going to be fine. Who the fuck is that? Okay. Aaron Rodgers is going to leave the Packers once he's. It was okay. So well, the Bears are a. It's. Oh, they're a sports team. Yeah, don't do that. Football. Don't do that. I'm sorry. Don't do my that. My bad. My bad. Don't do that. If you if you check out 4chan, there's a lot of stuff about the Bears. I'll send I, you I, some I links. I was on 4chan. My bad. I'll send you some links. Thank you so much, Kaylin. It's 8chan. Why are you here? <laughs> Dog, I'm chilling. What the fuck is going no, no, no. on? Why are you in DC? Well, because I'm chilling. What the fuck you mean? What the fuck are you talking about? I thought you'd be in LA. Yeah, I came to see Dario. Dario's birthday. It's Dario's birthday. Dario. Just one of those days. It's his birthday. Yeah. Fuck you, mean, dog. Yeah, I came. I have owed Dario forty-two dollars for seven years, and I figured it was time for me to come clean. It's high time. Thank you. All right. That sweet billboard money. Yeah. I'm here. Jamel Johnson, everybody, get off. You're amazing. Thank you. Haywood. Here's a guy I've wanted to talk to for an entire month, ladies and gentlemen. Please put your hands together for Haywood Turnipseed Jr., everybody. Haywood. So every month we do this show, we do color commentary together. Um, and good call. Good call. Really quick, would you? Uh, it's, you know, J- Jamel is coming from California, so <laughs> I got to be honest. Jamel is Do out there. Do you want to wear this instead? Oh, I no, I'm cool. I'm cool. I got, I got my double mask. I'm a double okay, masker. Good. So really quick. Um, Two condoms. 
before the show, <laughs> before the show, every month we either email back or talk before the show. What are we going to talk about? Oh, today. So uh, and today's topic is perfect because this is exactly what I wanted to talk about, and, <laughs> and you brought it up without me saying anything. So I'm I'm happy. So as always, this is the portion of the show where we do color commentary. For those who don't know, color commentary is really where I just comment on things from a black person's point of view. Uh, <laughs> just. <laughs> That's really all it is, color commentary. And coming on this show, this has been a black ass show today. It has been amazingly ethnic. I love it, I love what you, Bucket too, I feel you. you what's up, nigga? <laughs> Bucket was like, I'm throwing that heat. He did a good Cat Williams up here. I was, go ahead, Bucket. So today we're talking about literally winning versus having fun, um, which is what Bucket was alluding to. We were talking about being on stage and the ability to kind of muck around and fuck around and figure out what you're doing, which is when we're having fun, or versus winning. Uh, which is which is better? Um, let's be. I, I coach baseball this year. I coach my kids' baseball team, um, and we were we were teaching the kids. Uh, we want the kids to get better, right? We want them to really get better, but we want them to enjoy the game. Now, a lot of people say when you lose, they always ask you, "Well, did you have fun?" And I think that's a problem. That's a bunch of bullshit because we start equating fun to not doing our best. When we're teaching, I'm teaching my kids how to play baseball. The next group of cats that came in was teaching my kids how to play baseball. They were like, hey, you know, this is great, this is good, this is okay, but they weren't getting better. And I'm like, that's the problem right now with this culture. We're not getting better. We're like having fun, we're having a good time, but we're not working to get better. Um, and when I say like, like you were talking about the vaccinations and people like trying to get better, trying to get healthy and trying to get things back to like, well, not, there's no way we're getting back to normal, but get to a place where we can all get out and earn a little money. Like have, winning does not have to be exclusive to like being an asshole. You can actually earn money and be a good person. You know what I mean? Like, you, like Bezos went to, to the moon and shit. You know, okay, that, that, we're not talking like that. <laughs> But there, there have been people on earth who have had money, who have been like, you know what, I want to make sure other people, imagine if everybody had an opportunity to do what the fuck they wanted to do, but put their best foot forward. Like literally, if everybody wanted to win the fucking game, how cool would that be if everybody was actually trying to, I'm not talking like, like Michael Jordan win. Like in wait, wait, when you have the biggest divorce settlement of all time win? <laughs> when you get your dad murdered because you're not good at winning everything? Well. <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't he murder Michael he Jordan's dad. Well, I'm not saying that, but he had the appearance of being a great. I'm not saying winner. I didn't murder Michael Jordan's dad. I'm saying this Michael, guy Michael, did January 6th, not me. All right, Michael Jordan's gonna find you. Michael Jordan's gonna find you. He's a baby. Well, I'm talking about like 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 Michael Jordan had the appearance of being a good winner. He had the appearance of being somebody who actually. Wanted to take that shot. If, you, if, you, if you're doing your best, you want the ball when the game is yeah. on the line. Yeah. He had that appearance. Like, Muhammad Ali would come up to you and be like, I'm going to whoop your ass. That's it. As matter of fact, think about this like this, right? Like, the way America came into being, the fucking rebels, the original people, the well, not the original people, but okay. <laughs> the, 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 the rebels who came here, Walk were, that back, they were like, we're going to kick your ass. Slavery. We told like the fucking Civil War reenactors, we gonna kick your ass, right? And then we started, we got our freedom. Like, don't believe the bullshit. Like, black people fought in the Civil War for their own freedom. Then you figure, and then we had to keep fighting, right? Then we had to get equality, like civil rights. Then we had to say, hey, wait a minute, women are a part of this and shit, right? Like Harriet Tubman and Rosa Parks had to go, I'm gonna kick your ass with nonviolence. 
Like, you know how hard it is to kick ass without throwing a punch? Like, like Martin Luther King, had, you know how he kicked ass without throwing a punch? Money. Somebody had to bail his ass out of jail every time he got arrested. So we need more good people making money, doing good shit, so we don't have Bezos going to the fucking moon in their dick rocket, you know what I'm saying? Two things about that. Number one, what's wrong with the dick rocket? Number one. Number two. There's nothing wrong with a dick rocket if, if well, I don't want to. Ro- <laughs> no, that, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. No more of that free label bullshit. No more of that, like, 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 fight the power bullshit. This is the time where it's just like, and I say fight the power, like, public enemy was very, like, that was powerful for me. But what, what was more powerful than that was, like, fuck the police. That was way more powerful. That is one of, the, one of the most powerful statements I've ever heard. Like, literally, fuck the police. So how do you feel about D.C.'s mayor requesting more money for more cops? Well, she should wear a mask when she's out. Hey! Well, let's just start there. Yeah. And then uh, requesting more money for more cops. It all depends on the, Everything is relative because I'm a, I'm a defunder. You're also walking back what you just said. No, 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 no. I, no. Everything is relative. We don't want more money for more police, but the problem, what she's looking for is autonomy. It's a big difference. Sure. It's a big difference because I live in a neighborhood where the park police actually police. Yeah. And that's the bullshit because park police has jurisdiction everywhere. Yeah. Like, literally, the park police could pull you over and be like, nigga, I thought you was, I thought, like, I'm not at a park bench. Like, I'm in my, I'm in my fucking driveway, and they're like, nigga, it's okay because this is all D.C., it's all a federal park. It's all federal land. And that's the bullshit. That's what I mean when I say autonomy. Like, what we're looking for is progress. What we're looking for, what you're looking for from a champion, from a win, and a champion doesn't mean you've won every game. It means you've tried your best to win every game. I had a group of six-year-olds and nine-year-olds, and literally this other team tried to take the game from us. But the kids really dug deep. They played hard, and we had one of those bad news bears where, like, we lost it in the ninth inning. But those kids were so fucking happy because they had progressed and got to the point where people were trying to steal a game from them. That's how we were like, yo, we that good, they got to do other shit to take the game away from us. And that's, not, that's, and that's what I mean when I say we got to be more like these Civil War reenactors, those January Sixers, because these motherfuckers don't believe they lost. They never fucking lose. You know why? Because they feel like they're entitled to win. So Democrats or progressives or Green Party, we got to be more like, Fuck you, it's us. Get out with that bullshit. Get off Earth. Join Bezos in that dick rocket and go ride a cop, motherfucker. Eight months to the day, it's finally great to hear someone saying we all should be on the side of the insurrectionists. (laughs) We shouldn't be on the side of the insurrectionists, but we can learn a lesson from the insurrectionists. These motherfuckers do not lose. We did. That's why Woodstock 99 documentary came out. That's why Limp Biscuit was back at 2021 Lollapalooza. It's time to break some fucking shit tonight. It's all about the he said, she said bullshit. No, wait. COVID. COVID. It's like a chainsaw. I ripped the face raw. (laughs) Dario, can I get a drink? Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's Dario's birthday, everybody. Happy birthday, Dario. Dario. Keep, keep winning. Keep winning the game of life, Dario. Keep winning the game of life. Every time you have a birthday, um, you cheat death, nigga. <laughs> really quick. Um, you are a parent. You're one of my favorite parents because I've actually asked you about parenting advice and stuff like that. So yes. did you watch Space Jam A New Legacy? I did watch Space Jam A New Legacy. That's, that partially was inspired this. Why... 
What did you think of Space Jam A New Legacy? I thought Space Jam A New Legacy was proof that LeBron James is King James and King James is over. My kids will not read the Bible on a regular basis, but they will watch Space Jam and King James, King LeBron James is the only King James they fucking know. That's kind of cool, actually. They were, like, they were like, LeBron James has 22 versions of one sneaker. King James has one version of the Bible. Who Dar- should we follow? Dario, Dario, Dario. Did you watch Space Jam? <laughs> did you watch Space Jam A New Legacy? The first one, not the second one. So did you watch Space Jam with your kid? The first one, not the second one. What did your <laughs> kid think of the first one? He loved the first one. Did you tell him how Michael Jordan's dad is no longer with us? Uh, no. Haywood <laughs> did that. <laughs> Haywood, Haywood, have, did you ever tell your children why Michael, J- Michael Jordan's dad is no longer with us? No, we don't talk about things like that. We just talk about sneakers. The reason, <laughs> I think it might. We talk about how to get a shoe contract. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm just saying, Dario, you're a father. We talk hey, about how look, to get shoe deals. You're a father. I'm a father. If we don't tell our kids why Michael Jordan's dad is no longer with us, we Your might dad. end up like Michael Jordan's dad. Yeah. That's okay if my kid wins six championships. He only won three, and then he got murdered, and then he won three more. And then he came more. back and got three more, and he's a legend, and he's a goat, and that's what goats do. So you guys are fine with In a row. In a row. So fine. So really quick. In a row. Really quick. You guys are cool with your kid gambling so much that you have to be murdered as long as they first win three of all, First of all, this is all speculation. None of this is proven. None of this is truth. We don't know this happened. There's not even that. Do- that was not in the final. Yeah, that wasn't in the last dance. <laughs> that was not in the last dance. But let's say it's not true. It's fine. Hypothetically, just Michael Jordan's father was murdered, and the, pe- his, the people who murdered him were arrested. But we don't know why that shit happened. If you, if your son happens to get you murdered, as long as he wins three consecutive championships, it's okay. As long is it yes, <laughs> and it, is it a yes from you? I said six. Six. <laughs> so I got a three and a six. Listen, if you, if right. the, listen, the legacy continues. The whole point is, I'm a I'm a junior, right? My father. Talk about murder. My father was murdered, and I'm here producing his legacy. I'm keeping it going, and I'm pretty sure he's like, you know what? It was worth it. As long as the turnip seeds become get good shoe contracts and win championships. <laughs> you'd be like, you know what? It was all worth it. It's all relative, sir. It's all relative. Uh, Allison, you want to chime in on that? Absolutely not. <laughs> all right, fantastic. <laughs> Dario, could you give me a picture? A picture or a picture? Do you want to get it? No, no. It's a weird thing. I want to see where this goes. <laughs> Are you willing to do it? Jamel. Oh, Jamel's doing it. Hell yeah. JJ. Hell yeah, the guy that doesn't need to do this. DJ Tufos. Yeah. DJ Tufos. Every show DJ we ask. DJ Tufos. Every show we ask for $5 from people. If you have the money, give it to him. If you don't have the money because it's the time of COVID, there is a Venmo. But you might have a stimulus. If you got stimulus, you got money. There's a Venmo. There's a Patreon. If you don't have cash, it's on Instagram at YMTE or Twitter Cash at YMTE or youmeetemeverybody.com. You it's the links are right there. Western Union. It's all right there. <laughs> it's, in the, it's in the Twitter bio. It's in the Instagram bio. If you got cash, the cash will go directly back to the performers buying their drinks. What's up? We got no all right. Hey. Look at that digital currency. Instagram Bitcoin. or Twitter or youmeetemeverybody.com. It's there. It's super easy to find. Thank you. Bitcoin. Okay, so 
Do you regret coming here yet? <laughs> no. Well, why would I say why? No, I love this show. It's you and me. And them. And, and everybody. <laughs> Fucking A, man. <laughs> it's great that like literally everyone that's ever been on this show that I still talk to that has been more successful than me still talks to me. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> so thank you, three. Thank you, one, two, three, four. Thank you, four, five. Thank you, five. Dario, it is your birthday tonight. Happy birthday. Do you want him to do stand-up? Uh, I guess, I don't know if you know this, it's not up to you. <laughs> uh, if he, it, it doesn't matter if it's your birthday. It's up to the performer whether or not he does stand-up. That's the issue. So it's up to Jamel... If he does stand up, it's not up to me. It's not up to you. Two jokes. Two, joke. Two damn jokes because it's Dario. Only because I haven't given him the money. Uh, everybody clap like you're having a good time still. Just give me a little. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my oh my, what a year it has been. Wouldn't you say? Uh, what's the biggest story of the year? probably the return of the Popeye's chicken sandwich. I think we can all agree that nothing bigger happened than the return of the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Not so much the return, just like the realization that like, you could just go get one. You know what I'm saying? Remember like, remember when the lines disappeared and you could just go have one of them shits? That was a big turn. And, um, but I do, you know what I'm saying? But I do like that Popeye's closes. I like that they have confirmed opening and closing hours. Uh, let me, okay, let me back up. It's like, do you have any friends who are like dumb and like they have bad ideas and they present them to you? <laughs> well, at least you acknowledge them. People usually don't act like they, they be like, not him. Hey, uh, uh, okay, like even more, like, do you have any friends when you hang out, they always like, they think that everything should be open for their leisure, you know what I'm saying? It's like three in the morning and your boy's like, yo, why the fuck I can't go to Joanne Fabrics right now? <laughs> what the fuck, dog? I'm trying to knit right now, what these niggas don't want no money? It's like, bro, you're the only person that wants to knit in a tri-state area, right? Do you know how many lights they have to turn on? Just wait. <laughs> So anyway, one of, my, one of my good friends, in the height of Popeye's triumphant return, one of my good friends is like, he's like, yo, Popeye should be open until midnight at least. And I was like, uh, have you seen The Purge, dog? No, uh, Popeye should be closed. <laughs> Popeye should be closed whatever time it is. Uh, close it right now. I like that people let, you know, usually I do that joke, you know, it's, it's very Popeye's per capita dependent for you to understand the thing about Popeyes. Because you know, you know, you can close your eyes and you can see it. Popeyes Louisiana kitchen is open until midnight. Do you really feel safe there? Absolutely not, dog, no. There you go, yeah, shouts out. I saw Jihadi White at that one. 14th and P. Um, Jihadi White alone eating a four-piece. This was pretty good. Uh, more food service material for you now. Um, you guys, paper straws, you anti-pro. Paper straw not with it. I know. They rolled them out a little early. 
They just rolled him out a little early. Let me get this straight. Okay, now all the straws are paper, but you haven't done anything about lids? You haven't even considered that you still... So I'm putting this nice pa paper straw in an evil, nasty plastic lid. Lids gotta be bad. I'm talking about the hat store. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty dumb. It is very dumb. Uh, nah, 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 guys. I, let me, I'll be serious now. Lids have to be better than straws because I bet like little turtles can like surf on them. Thank you for coming with me. Kind of lost everybody. Kind of lost everybody right there. There you go. I thought turtle surfing on lids would be fun. You want to set this off? No. I'm scared of stuff like that, dude. You do it, man. You, you the white What? You're more familiar with explosives. Get that away from me. Dario, do me a favor. Put on your favorite Limp Biscuit birthday song, and then I'll set off this confetti cannon. Oh, something from the hot dog water one. He gets it. Hot dog flavor water. That's the one. He gets it. The one with Method Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not problematic, right? Just good. It's at Broccoli House on Instagram, guys. If you're looking <laughs> for a, if you're looking for a new Instagram. Uh, Jamel, did you buy that face mask because it was like seventy-five percent off? Yes. Okay, cool. He Actually, no, 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 no. I'm in a Los Angeles Chargers mask. I paid full price for this bitch. Why? Is it because I love the Chargers? Go Bolts. Bolt up. I said bolt up, bolt, bolt up. <laughs> oh, two bolts. The two bolts. I do like the chart. Does anybody in LA care? No, they hate them. Do you get like free the Clippers, tickets? It's the Clippers of football. Nobody likes them. Yeah, but the Clippers have like two of the best players of all time. Exactly. But the Chargers have like a super promising quarterback. Sure. And does anybody go to the games? Have if you, you like the other team, yeah. <laughs> Are you enjoying LA? Sure. Cool. It's too big. It's a lot bigger. 